Under the Cortex is supported by Macmillan Learning Psychology. Is it true that you are only as old as you feel? Are there generational differences in feeling subjective age? This is Under the Cortex. I am Özge Gürcanlı Fischerbaum with the Association for Psychological Science. To answer these questions, I have with me Dr. Markus Weststein from Humboldt University of Berlin. He is the author of an article published in APS's journal, Psychological Science. Markus, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to Under the Cortex. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we are excited to have you, and I'm going to dive in right into my questions. Your research is on measuring subjective age. How did you first get interested in this topic? Well, I think it's a very interesting um, concept just to ask people how old they feel, and most individuals can give you an answer right away, so it seems to be a quite intuitive um, concept. And the interesting thing about subjective age is that um, feeling younger seems to come with um, various benefits. So individuals who feel younger are healthier, they live longer, they have a lower dementia risk and so on. So this is why I think it's it's worthwhile investigating research in this um, in subjective age concept. Mm-hmm. So there are different individual differences, right? Exactly. Um, they are both. They're individuals um, feeling younger than they are, and that's the majority, at least in middle-aged and older adults. So most people feel actually younger than they are, but there are also some who feel um, older. And we do not only see inter-individual difference, we also see differences from day to day in, in diary studies, for example. So um, on days when we wake up with headache, with pain, or when there are stressors, uh, very stressful days, we typically feel older than on days with less stresses and when we have less um, health complaints. That's interesting. For your particular study that you published in Psychological Science, uh, you tested people who are 40 and older. Why did you make this choice? Well, this, we, used, we used data from the um, German Aging Survey. So this was kind of a secondary data analysis and the German Aging Survey started already in the 1990s and it started with individuals aged 40 years and older. So somehow we were forced to um, focus on this um, this age group, but it also makes sense. So this is a survey on the second half of life, which typically starts around um, age 40. But also with regard to subjective age, it might might be reasonable to focus on, on this middle-aged and older adults because among adolescents, among children, we usually find the opposite trend. They feel older because they want to be more mature. So there are different dynamics going on with regard to subjective age um, in, in early life and in later life. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you say that. You know, there's always that little kid who thinks that they are a big girl or a big boy now, right? And it is meaningful to me, the your choice of age, because it is around the time that some people have midlife crisis and it is interesting to see what is going on around those times? Yeah, the age 40 might be, or maybe even a bit earlier, when we start to get aware of our aging more, that we think about, think more about aging and so on. So this might be a good starting point um, to also investigate subjective age and how it changes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there was another piece of interesting finding coming from your study. Uh, Your results uh, show that later born cohorts uh, signal some generational differences. Why do you think generations differ in terms of subjective age? 
yeah, there might be um, various factors contributing to such uh, yeah, cohort difference or generation difference. Um, for example, life expectancy has increased within the past 150 years. So um, what has been old, let's say, 20 years ago or 40 years ago, might not be longer considered as old nowadays because we just our entire lifespan has expanded and, and has increased. So this might also have implications for how old we feel. And we also know um, regarding generational differences in other factors, for example, health. We see some evidence that health has improved um, across historical time due to medical progress. Maybe not all kind of, of health factors, but um, in Germany, um, one study found that cardiovascular health, for example, has improved. Might not be the case with regard to other health risk factors such as obesity or, or pain and so on, but at least some health aspects might have improved. And if we are healthier nowadays than where our peers 10 or 20 years ago, we might also feel younger. So this might be another um, factor contributing to these um, generation differences. And there's um, yet another line of research which relatively consistently have, have, has shown that um, older adults nowadays have, for example, better well-being than those who were old um, 10 or 20 years ago. And this could also drive changes toward younger subjective ages, because if I feel better, I might also feel um, younger, so to say. So you are saying what I'm hearing is physical health also affects how we feel about uh, our subjective age. Yes. So it's actually a, a mutual relationship. So subjective age um, predicts how, how healthy we will be um, later on. But at the same time, subjective age is to some extent influenced um, by whether we are affected by pain, for example, by what kind of health complaints we have and so on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are there any gender differences in your research? Yes. And um, what we found is that women feel younger than men. Um, so that was a gender difference. And interestingly, this is a gender gap, a gender difference that has even increased across the generations of the cohort that we studied. So this difference is larger nowadays than it was um, before. Oh, so women now uh, in our age feel younger than women who lived like 20 years ago. Yes. And to our, yes, um, it's the same for men, but the difference, so the, the yeah. The subjective rejuvenation over time, so to say, is larger for the women than for the men. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Well, great for women, I guess. It's yeah. I mean, you could there are different kind of interpretations. Um, so it could be um, women still live longer than men. So it could simply be that okay, if they live longer, then an eighty-year-old woman might feel younger than an eighty-year-old man because she somehow feels that she has more life ahead of her compared to the men. But another interpretation would be um, that maybe the stereotypes we have about older women are still more negative than the one we have about older men. So there's this double standard of aging and usually um, older women are less favorably evaluated than older men. So maybe women also feel to some extent more forced to feel younger, to psychologically distance themselves from, from the group of older adults. This could also be the case. Yeah. Yeah, many possible reasons. Uh -huh. So do you think there are cultural differences in this? And also a follow-up question to that, do you think your results are applicable to all cultures? I, I would say uh, probably not. So um, there are studies on how old people feel in different cultures and this trend that people feel younger than they are, at least middle-aged and older adults, 
This is maybe uniform across the so-called weird cultures, the Western educated, industrialized, rich and democratic um, cultures. But there is, for example, a recent study that was in Burkina Faso, yeah, a quite poor country in, in Africa, where life expectancy is as high as 65 or even lower. And there they found that people feel only yeah, very slightly younger than they are on average. So this is different um, to the Western culture. And I guess, yeah, in these cultures um, with existential problems, they might not have um, this anti-aging industry, which we have, for example, or these kind of age stereotypes. So I'm not sure if we would see in these cultures as well that people feel increasingly younger across historical time. Um, maybe not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the economic conditions, the cultural conditions and other things affect us. Yes. So it is not one size fits all feeling that uh, new generations have that about their age. Yeah, I, I would expect that there are um, cultural differences indeed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so, so maybe uh, what we investigated is um, subjective age. And this is, of course, only one aspect um, of how we think about aging or older adults. So another important aspect is I would say, for example, age stereotypes. So how do we think about older adults? And that's quite important to be aware of, of how we think about older adults, because sooner or later we will be older adults ourselves. So in that case, we become target of our own age stereotypes. So if our perceptions are very negative in this regard, um, sooner or later they will affect ourselves. And there are findings showing that there's something going on like a self-fulfilling prophecy so if we expect that with aging, everything gets worse and we get sick and so on, there's a high likelihood that this will really happen. So this is why it's important to um, always ask, um, question our own age stereotypes. How justified are they? Um, are they maybe too negative? I would say, yes, they are. And this could have um, negative consequences for our own aging. So yeah, I can, would just recommend everybody to be aware of his or her um, own age stereotypes. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Marcus, thank you very much. So this was a lovely conversation. Thank you. This is Özge Gürcanlı Fischerbaum with APS, and I have been speaking to Dr. Marcus Wechstein from Humboldt University of Berlin. If you want to know more about this research, visit psychologicalscience.org. Are you looking for a way to connect with every student in your course and help each individual succeed? Macmillan Learning has the solution. Achieve for Psychology. Achieve offers goal setting and reflection surveys that allow students to share their aspirations, thoughts, concerns, and obstacles about successful learning. These valuable insights enable you to catch students before they're in crisis. Use the goal setting and reflection data to tailor your teaching to meet the needs of each student, both as individuals and as a class. Don't just take our word for it, experience it yourself. Visit macmillanlearning.com slash under the cortex for an introductory tour today. Macmillan's Achieve for Psychology, engaging every student, supporting every instructor, setting the new standard for teaching and learning.